0: Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com.
1: Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Radio.
0: Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here, my friend. Don't forget, we are online, CruiseRadio.net. Also Facebook, Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. Just slide your little mouse over there and you'll find us right there on the web. Uh, So before we get to the interviews for today, big announcement from Sir Richard Branson himself in miami later on this week and we'll be there covering it so uh i don't want to say wall-to-wall coverage but we'll uh we'll cover we'll do a 360 degree coverage of the possible virgin cruises announcement from miami a little later on this week all right well on this show richard from virginia beach just returned from a seven night eastern caribbean sailing aboard norwegian getaway from miami and uh, he'll be here to share all of that but first We always love getting your listener questions. If you have one you'd like to share or ask, just email comments at cruiseradio.net and we'll get you on the show and uh, get your question answered as well. Fielding today's questions. Is that the word, Jason? Fielding? Are you
1: vetting them? What are you doing? Fielding sounds like too much like a baseball question.
0: Yeah, we'll say answering today's questions is Jason Coleman from VacationEvangelist.com. Hey, man. Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good. First question what is the purpose of customs? Why is it necessary? And what can we bring back into the States with us so we can clear customs without getting in trouble?
1: Well, customs and immigration, because they're so closely linked, these two terms frequently get confused. So let's start out with what they are. So immigration is all about your ability to enter the country. It has to do with your passports and visas, you know, allowing citizens in and allowing visitors in for specific purposes or specific lengths of time. That's immigration. It's a separate process, although the two are very closely linked, to customs. Customs has to do with bringing goods and products and things um, uh, into the country crossing borders, so things like your souvenirs um, or um, trinkets or tchotchkes that you would buy on your trip. So the job of customs is to monitor and limit and tax things that could be transporting, uh, things coming into the country. It really restricts certain things like fruits and plants and animals because they could be transporting bacteria or parasites that carry disease and viruses. Customs, they also set limits on what you can bring into the country after traveling abroad. So, for example, there are limits on the number of cigarettes or on the amount of alcohol um, and on the value of items that you buy in a foreign country. Anything above that, you have to pay a duty tax. And the reason that they do all of this is to protect trade in the home country. Hmm. So if you go on a cruise to Canada and you buy a ton of cigarettes because they happen to be cheaper over there and you want to bring them back into the U.S., then that has the potential to harm tobacco sales in the U.S. And that's what customs is designed to protect. So the one thing um, that frequently gets, I think, sometimes forgotten when people are bringing stuff back in is the dollar value and the limits are per person. So if you have multiple people traveling in your family, you get to multiply those counts times every single person that you're bringing back in um, in your household back in with you, and they count too. So customs is a very important process when traveling. It helps protect our economy back at home. But there's also um, things you have to be aware of, so you, you you can stay out of trouble.
0: Next question is from Philip. He says, I would love to get passport stamps during my cruise, but the only stamp I sometimes get is coming back into the U.S. at my home port. Is this even possible?
1: The answer is yes, sometimes, and it depends. So the places that I've gotten passport stamps really tend to be um, in foreign ports in um, Europe um, not so much in Asia because the times that I cruise in Asia, they actually take your passports from you when they when you board the ship, so you don't actually have it with you. Mm. Um, but e- even in places like the uh, like the Caribbean or Mexico, it may be possible to get passport stamps. What you really have to do is when you exit the ship and you're going through that little terminal area or wherever they process you through. Uh, mm-hmm. Ask for customs and immigration. Ask them, tell them exactly what you want. I want to get a passport stamp. Where can I do that? And if it's available, they'll direct you to the particular place. Now, sometimes, um, depending on the port, um, maybe if it's uh, not as big or um, not as well-known, kind of well-traveled, sometimes those um, those immigration officers or the people that they have there may charge you uh, to get your passport stamped. That's part of their process. It may be probably off the books. Just be aware that some of them may charge. The other thing to be aware of is that some cruise lines may offer a service um, that give you the ability to turn in your passport to the purser's desk or to someone on the entertainment crew, to, and they'll actually get your passports for you, or passport stamped for you. Hmm. I strongly recommend against doing this if it's offered. Uh, I never like to let my passport out of my, uh, out of my sight or out of my hands if I can. And turning it over to someone has all kinds of red flags written all over it. So if you hear about that option being available, avoid it uh, if you can.
0: We have a question regarding uh, motion sickness. It says, what works best and what are the pros and cons? Patch versus wristband versus Dramamine or Bonine?
1: I can't give medical advice and obviously, Doug, you don't want me to for liability reasons. So let me preface my comments with this. There are a a variety of products out there that that work for different people and the problem is no one thing is going to work for everyone. So you really kind of have to be prepared with what the various different remedies are um, because you never know what's going to work for you. The key thing about motion sickness remedies, whether they be the the, the patch um, that you wear kind of behind your ear, the wristbands um, that you can just purchase over the counter at a Target or a CVS or something like that, they actually work off of the acupressure um, kind of philosophy, where they 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 have little metal um, little pieces of metal inside that put pressure on your on points in your arms or in your wrists. Um, dramamine and bonine are both over-the-counter kind of drowsiness medications, um, that, that are supposed to alleviate nausea. The big, the biggest thing to keep in mind with all of these is that you have to take them or you have to have them ready and, and working before you encounter any kind of motion sickness. Mm-hmm. So some of them, uh, have to be taken up to about 24 hours in advance. If you've heard anything like um, ginger candy uh, or ginger teas or any kind of ginger products, those typically you have to take about 24 hours before the motion sickness even starts. Um, The Dramamine and Bonine, about two hours beforehand. So just be aware, you can't take these kinds of products after you're already feeling sick. That's not going to help. You have to do it in advance. The other thing to keep in mind, especially on a cruise... That's going to help alleviate or, or, you know, help monitor this kind of stuff are two things that everyone can do. One is that you have to be properly hydrated in order to avoid motion sickness. And that doesn't mean, you know, the drinks by the pool that come with a little umbrella in them. That means pure water. So you have to be drinking uh, a healthy amount of water every day. And the other thing is avoid fried foods. Because fried foods are gonna, gonna mess with your stomach as well. Uh, so those, those two things will be something that you can implement right away. But again, without getting into medical advice or that kind of stuff, you want to talk to your doctor about that. Just be prepared. There's a lot of remedies out there. Just go stick in Google and motion sickness and cruising and you'll get all kinds of remedies. Just be aware, you gotta take them before it starts.
0: Let me ask you this, uh, back to the seasick question. Have you ever used the wristband? I have not cuz I've
1: never actually encountered C- See, I
0: haven't either. I'll tell you what's funny though. A couple of weeks ago, we were taping a show over on Carnival Freedom over in Galveston, and it was a pier-side overnight. So the ship was not going anywhere. It was tied up with like 25 lines. And people are walking around with uh those patches behind their ears. <laughs>
1: I'm like, what's wrong with this? Those are with the this? people that that still wear their patches two and three days after the cruise ends because they're still feeling the motion.
0: I don't. I can't explain this. It was like an overnight thing only the people weren't on the cruise before and they weren't on the cruise after they were just there for the night but you know what some things aren't meant to be explained I guess
1: do what you have to yeah
0: exactly well, if you have a question for Jason uh, email comments at cruiseradio.net he's from vacationevangelist.com Jason Coleman thank you my friend
1: thanks Doug have a good one this is Cruise Radio for over 42 years Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art
0: Parkwest makes us excited to spend money on art.
1: To find out more about Parkwest Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Parkwest Gallery icon.
0: A big question we get at Cruise Radio is how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer if you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. If you missed any part of the
2: show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio.
0: We always like to get your cruise reviews if you have one you'd like to share. Just email comments at cruiseradio.net like Richard in Virginia Beach. He just returned from a seven-night sailing aboard Norwegian getaway out of Miami. And he joins us this evening. What's up, Richard? Hello. Hey, man, so uh, you were sailing Norwegian Getaway. You did a seven-night. Was it Eastern or Western Caribbean? Eastern. Okay, very cool. So let's take a step back, and before we actually step foot on the ship, uh, let's go back pre-cruise. And what made you want to sail um, Norwegian Getaway? Because I understand this is your very first Norwegian Cruise Line cruise.
2: Right. I've done plenty carnival so and one princess. I wanted to try Norwegian uh, basically just because of the ship. Um, mm. I heard great reviews about it, and it looked beautiful, so I decided to – Uh, Just a book with Norwegian.
0: Very good. Now, uh, you're in uh, Virginia Beach, and you had to get to Miami. So did you drive or fly down there?
2: No, we flew Delta the day of the
0: cruise. Very good. And how was embarkation for you once you reached Port Miami?
2: It was fine. We did the transfer from the airport to the the port. That was really smooth. Uh, and then we got to the port, and it was two ways to get on: uh, either the front of the ship or you know the aft of the ship. Mm-hmm. And we had a category C, which was the aft. So we got on at the aft, which was it was real quick and fast and easy.
0: Very good. So you get on the ship, and what were your first impressions of Norwegian Getaway?
2: It was huge. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it's one of the largest ships I've been on. It was beautiful. I loved it.
0: Did anything—I mean, once you got on the ship, a lot of people say it didn't feel or it doesn't look like a ship. Did you get that impression?
2: It, it felt like a hotel, sort of, yeah. like, inside.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hear that a lot with Norwegian Epic, Norwegian Getaway, and Norwegian Breakaway. Yeah. So uh, let's move to your stateroom. So first off, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions of it, your stateroom?
2: It was, it was a balcony um, on Deck 14. It was The balcony was kind of small, what I'm used to have, but the room itself was a nice size
0: did you find that it had plenty of space to put uh like to plug things in and to store all your your luggage and everything
2: yeah it had plenty of space and it was nice because they had the bed seat, you know next to the balcony so at night or in the morning, you can leave the, the sheet open, you can see the the ocean, so that was
0: nice. Very nice. So let's talk about dining aboard Norwegian Getaway, because this uh, ship has, like I think, 18 dining venues. So let's start at the, the buffet area, and we'll work our way down. So what were your thoughts of the buffet area aboard Norwegian Getaway?
2: It was nice. Um, at first, when we first got on, it was very crowded, but we made our way around. You would Probably want to walk all around, all the way around first to mm-hmm. make your first selection of what to eat, but there's so much food of uh, different Indian, you know, American. They had tons of different food, so we walked all the way around first and then made our decision.
0: How was the main dining room food? It was good, nice. Now they are known for their freestyle dining, so there isn't really an assigned dining time. It's kind of you know, come as you please. Uh, did you like that, or are you do you prefer the old like regimented late or early dining?
2: Well, we normally book anytime dining, whether we go on any cruise that okay. has that. So that looks fine. We enjoy that.
0: Cool. Did you eat at any of the other venues besides the main dining room or the buffet area on the ship?
2: Uh, we ate at Oh I Oh Sheans. One
0: night. Yeah. Very and, good. Uh,
2: that was good. Yeah. It was hot wings and a, you know cheeseburger.
0: Yeah, so that's that's the twenty uh, four hour sports bar, right? Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about the entertainment aboard Norwegian Getaway because this ship is loaded with entertainment from Broadway shows to musicals and all of these such. So, what were your impressions of the entertainment?
2: I believe it was the best I've ever seen on a cruise ship. We did uh, burn the floor; that was amazing. Mm-hmm. The entertainers were beautiful. They have the male and females are beautiful. Um, Real great talent. That was like the best show I've seen. Uh, Legally Blonde, we saw too. That was amazing. Entertainment. It was great.
0: How was, uh, like, for Legally Blonde, is there a reservation system or is it kind of first come, first serve? How does that work?
2: Reservation. And then if you want to go, you have to wait in like another line and they open that line up like 10 minutes before the show started.
0: Gotcha. So did you book all your reservations before you set sail? Yes, I did. Okay. Very good. Let's talk about the sea days because one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves during sea, as far as the passenger flow. So, how was the sea days for you, as far as congestion and the uh, the pool area and all that?
2: It was fine. Uh, I spent my sea days in the Spice H2O, which was in the back after the ship, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that maybe it wasn't that crowded. Normally, you know, adult areas is crowded, and it wasn't. Uh, maybe it was because it was in a pool back there. They was had two hot tubs. Yeah. I mean that's why, but it was it was fine. Is that the uh, adults only area? Yes, it was like from seven to seven. It was adults only. Then after night, it was you know anyway it can go out there.
0: So let's talk about the ports then. What ports did you hit on this seven night Eastern itinerary?
2: St. Thomas, Tortola, and Nassau. Okay,
0: and which one was your favorite?
2: Tortola, because I've been to St. Thomas before, so that was a new one. That was amazing. We did the um, the bath quarter it was an excursion we booked through Norwegian. That mm-hmm. was amazing.
0: Nice. And what did you do in St. Thomas?
2: Uh, we did the sky ride and just hung up there and took pictures.
0: Very cool. And then uh, how many sea days was it back to Miami?
2: It was one. Well, we had a sea day Thursday, then that's all Friday. Okay. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. And did you do anything special in Nassau?
2: Uh, we just went to the Atlantis.
0: Did you do the uh, water park there?
2: No, we just did, like, the beach there and just walked around and looked at the, you know, the giant tanks they had.
0: Well, uh, in closing here, we'll round this interview out with asking uh, you if you have any first-time tips you'd like to share with listeners for either Norwegian Getaway or Norwegian Cruise Line.
2: Get involved in the activities during the day with the cruise director, you know, dance, get on the stage, just do things you wouldn't normally do, eat different foods. You know, but you're not, you're not going to see these people again, so you can, you know, do whatever you wanted to
0: do, basically. I like your attitude, man. We've been talking with Richard <laughs> up in Virginia Beach about his seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard Norwegian Getaway. Richard, my friend, thank you so much for being on the show this evening.
1: Thank you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.